Welcome to the Train Like a King podcast, dedicated to all things paddling, designed to help paddlers of all levels get motivated to get out on the water. Tune in, grab your paddle, and let's train like a king. Hey guys, welcome back to another Train Like a King podcast episode. Today I'm going to talk about the Te Aitu. I'm going to go over, you know, some of the stories around the races, place it, uh, my placing this year. You know, it was it was an awesome event, so I thought I'd recap it uh, for you guys before the memories get lost. You know, uh, I'm sitting here, you know, on a nice sunny, sunny day, black coffee in hand, so mind the uh, the sips of coffee throughout this this episode just like that one um so where do i start so for those of you that don't know about the ti tour i have spoken about it in past episodes but the this year the ti tour was a little bit different to normal and because last year there was a little bit of uh backlash i would call it regarding some of the events that happened in the ti tour charlie Charlie uh, Maitere, who is the organizer, main organizer of this event, actually brought someone in, someone new uh, to to run the title this year, and his name is Reynald. And so he brought forward a totally different format to the title that we're used to. The title that I'm used to is usually just one event, one race, and it's usually around the 28 kilometer mark. But this year with Reynold in charge, we actually had two weekends of racing rather than one. Uh, so the first the first race was in Moria. Additionally, not only was there Va'a involved, but there was surf ski, OC1, rudded canoes and prone and even a couple of other disciplines i believe so um for me uh it was very it was really good because i actually got to race on saturday and sunday for both weekends like i said there was there was two two weekends of racing the first weekend was in moria and then the second weekend was in papiari um so i actually really really enjoyed the fact that I had four races in two weekends. It made the trip, you know, a lot more worthwhile. And it also made the, f- like, in in previous years, you get one chance with one race to do well in the title. And, but for me, for, especially for international travelers, you know, you kind of, after that first race, if you don't really have the best race, you kind of want another opportunity to to prove yourself, you know, to, to, to better yourself, <laughs> rather than waiting, you know, a full year until the next TI Tour, or if you fortunately make the Super I Tour, you could come back for that. But I like that there were two races, you know, within two weekends, cause, because, and... If they didn't name both the 
the races, the TI Tour, then maybe a lot of the top guys wouldn't show up, you know, for another race. You know, they'd save it for the I Tour. But knowing that you had to be at both to get a top result was was quite cool. So you got got a chance at uh, improving. So that was really cool. My in Moria, my first race, the I think I I think I placed eighteenth, I believe, eighteenth in the first first race, and this one. The location for this race was actually really cool, like really nice. Like they chose a really nice beach, white sand. I was really impressed with that venue. And um, the race itself was pr pretty much half headwind and then half, I wouldn't say downwind because there wasn't much wind that day. So it was really hot. It was a really hot, tough race, um, but it was really honest racing. And I believe it was it wasn't quite it wasn't too long. I think it was twenty to twenty two kilometers. Um, I've already forgotten. I haven't even looked at the information. <laughs> I haven't even looked back at uh, the race distances and stuff like that. So bear with me. And then so that was Saturday, placed eighteenth. I th I believe Manutia Mion won uh, the first leg and and got himself the the Mayo Jun, which is the the yellow jersey, the leading jersey, which was awesome. Um, I I, I, can, I can only imagine the feeling of you know winning, winning a Tai Tour leg or um, so. Big ups to Manitia <clears throat> for winning that. I think Brees uh, was second, and Steve was third. I can't I can't remember exactly, but. Um, and then on the Sunday we had, I had the surf ski race and that was from, that was interest. that was from, it wasn't a headwind and downwind component, it was from A to B, so we didn't start and finish at the same place. We actually started further uh, on a different part of Moria, but we finished at the same place. And similar... Again, there wasn't a lot of wind, but at the start of the race, there was a little bit of bump to get us, to help us. And that was my first time racing Corey Hill, who is currently, you know, basically a world champion. He just fresh off winning the Molokai Hoi in a really tough, in tough conditions, but he done it comfortably. And... Yeah, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I just, you know, I just finished racing 22 kilometers the day before at pretty high intensity. Um, but I recovered, recovered well enough to, to kind of feel good enough to race another 20, 20 kilometers, you know, against the world champion. And, um, Surprisingly, I I managed to stick with him most, well, all of the race, really. And we went, you know, tick for tack, whatever the saying may be, hit neck to neck for a while. I He would pull in the lead. Um, then I, sometimes I would pull in the lead. And, and um, yeah, like he, like Corey said, we kind of helped each other in ways because not that we planned on doing it, it just, 
a little bit similar to like a peloton. You know, some, one person will take the lead, the other person will jump behind and, and take a little bit of the draft. And then, you know, the next person will take the lead and the other person will draft. So we were kind of doing that unintentionally. But, you know, I would... The only time I would draft is when I just feel like I can't hold pace. Um, but then I'll, you know, you, it's it's all part of racing strategy. And then towards that the end of the race we had about two kilometers to go and we had just about entered the last pass and I decided I was gonna I was feeling good feeling ready for an attack and at that point I decided I was gonna make try and make a break and unfortunately the direction that I chose to make a break uh, I started going to the left of the pass and I actually didn't keep in mind one marker that we were supposed to go around. So I spent a good minute or two heading straight for the finishing buoy. And later on, I found I realized I'm going the wrong way. And I had to turn back down, you know, and go to this other marker, which Corey was smart enough. He knew where to go and he went, he went straight to that marker from the get-go. And um, not saying I would have beaten beaten him or not, but you know I would I like to think I would have been in a better contention if I had stayed next to him and um, <laughs> gone gone a quicker quicker route. Um, I I have no doubts that he would Corey would <laughs> beat me in a sprint off because my flat water speed on a kayak isn't that great. Uh, but yeah, pretty happy to finish 30, 35 seconds behind a world champ especially after racing the day before and um, and manage, managing to hold off, you know, the top Tahitian kayakers too. So, yeah, really stoked on that. The the the, fo the following weekend, um, like I said, it's really cool to have an opportunity to have another race because you can, you can spend the week training, working on things that you didn't do right, um, working on your weaknesses, you know, re- you know, building on your strengths and yeah, it just gives a whole nother week of preparation, a climb, a climation, whatever, go training with, with the, the pake, which is the, the packs of paddlers that, that kind of get together in the afternoons or in the mornings and you just go and test your level and get bit, try and get better for the weekend's race. You got to try and hope that you get enough recovery for the weekend, but, um, a lot of the top paddlers don't actually need a lot of recovery days, um, especially if they're so used to just racing and paddling every day. They know what, what works. So sometimes, you know, one or two days rest is enough. Um, and yeah, in Papiari, the course was a bit longer. So the course was, you know, more like 28 kilometers, like the original ITIL and yeah it was just a real honest brutal race like two laps of this course and um Manute obviously was the defending champion he was wore the yellow jersey so he was a hot contender um, but knowing that it was time that was going to um, dictate the overall winner after the first race, there wasn't a lot of time between 
say first and tenth place you know that was within seconds like within 10 20 30 seconds so you know it's going to be quite hard to to win overall unless you, you yeah you win by a, a decent margin um and unfortunately uh Manutea just missed out on on securing that first place and Brees who was second in the the in the first ITOR race managed to get the win um with a with a decent amount of time um that put him in in, in front so congratulations Brees congratulations Manutea um and and Stevie Boy um I believe that in the that second race though what was crazy was Revi Tong Singh who led the race for large proportion of that race like majority of that race and I believe he only lost the lost the lead in in the last lagoon piece like or close to it he was passed and yeah I don't know man he he seems to have do that a lot you know I don't know who his coach is but maybe a couple of glucose gels in the last 5k would do him well or something you know and prevent him from bonking because if you can be that quick for 22 kilometers surely there's something you can do to 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 bridge that gap and not just slow down and go from first to 20th 30th place just food for thought um because it's not the first time that he's been leading the ti tour you know by more than a couple of hundred meters um only to to not pull it off in the last few k's so um yeah but it was always that's the ti tour man it's um it's an exciting race and it's a tough race so my result i <laughs> i was hoping to try still maintain a top 20 finish but i i finished 21st uh which was quite funny because um my last ti tours i've placed 21st in 2019 20th in 2020 and then oh sorry am i getting this right 2022 and and then 21st again in 2023 <laughs> so uh hey at least i'm consistent and I, I will say that, like, it's, you know, it's for me what what it would take to bridge that gap between 1st and 20th is still a, not, a, I wouldn't say a crazy amount of work, but there, it is a lot of commitment to get to that next tier level. Like, it's a lot of sacrifice, um, which I don't can't necessarily afford to do at this point in time but yeah it would be cool to take you know you need a good six months 12 months that where you can just like be a little bit selfish sacrifice a lot of things just put that training in um in order to get you know if that's your goal to get that top five um but yeah cool to always be there or there thereabouts because you know um a lot of the top teams are well-supported paddlers, not financially, uh, um, but other than Shell or whatever, 
but um you know they they are at that top and they are within those top teams for a reason so yeah it's always good to be up there in the mix um and yeah that's that the the last race that i did which was Tiahupo, you know the famous surf break from Tiahupo, that back to Papiari. That was actually one of the funnest races because, as you guys may have seen, the surf was just pumping. So, um, yeah, you, there's a video you know of Kevin surfing, you know, effortlessly, um, showing his experience. Um, Corey, you know took off in the big stuff that's where i think he's most com comfortable and he really showed showed me how to surf and yeah i managed to get another second in the surf ski and that was that was epic um again wasn't you know although race 28ks the day before um wasn't feeling too bad in the race i mean i would have loved to feel what it was like to race fresh um who knows, I might have gone worse, but hey, it was it was cool. Four races and two weekends. Congratulations, Corey, on an awesome performance. Congratulations, Brees, and all of the podium finishes. And um, yeah, I will say, you know, there's a couple of things that the that could have been done better, but I guess that's the the price you pay when you're you're trying to put in kind of organize a lot more things a lot more races a lot more events locations divisions um so i don't know i think i've got hope that if they continue down this path with the same organizing um i hope you know it just gets gets better for next year you know uh fix the little things like results and um race rules and you know race uh race courses and all this, these type of things get those little things done i think it'll be a really really awesome event so i know the super itor is no longer the original date that they had planned which was like now <laughs> i th believe it's been pushed out to the september the second which is pretty unique you know that's the longest uh break between the ITO and Super ITO, I'd say that's, you know, a couple of months. Um, so yeah, things are going to be interesting. Um, and I believe instead of the Mahina to Morea race, I, th I believe they've changed it to take it back to Papiari. So it's going to be a headwind up to Tiahupo and then hopefully a surf back to Papiari. So kind of a combination of the, the, the last weekend of the ITOR where you know you get a bit of upwind and then you get that same potentially that same downwind that I had in the surf ski uh, so I don't know the super ITOR might be 40 kilometers or a little bit more maybe so yeah I thought unfortunately unfortunately won't be able to make that one because they changed the date and I had already planned to be in Brazil that weekend. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, that's my recap of the TI Tour, uh, TI Tour 2023. 
guys uh probably will say like if you guys listen to this and you enjoy it um please share you know sh- share it on your socials let me know send me a message say i'll just let me know that you've been listening um it's always cool to to hear you know that you guys are listening in and um also if you have any questions or if you have any topics that you want me to cover because you know i'm always looking for topics things people are interested in um just to come on here and have a yarn about whether we dive into more you know training technique all those type of things pretty keen to to hear what you you guys want to know and also i know i've been saying this for a while but we do have something in the works in the books chain like a king is working on something um that that we will be really excited about i think there's it's something that is potentially missing in the world of endurance sprint paddling water sports and uh yeah be a really good tool to use so stay you know watch the space and um yeah thanks for listening catch you guys on the next one chill thank you for listening to another episode on the train like a king podcast check out trainlikeaking.com for training plans merchandise and coaching opportunities if you haven't already give us a follow so you don't miss another episode catch you on the next one